Hello and welcome, Repray Share family. Thank you for joining us for another podcast episode. Today's episode comes from a Bible study lesson led by Sean Pierce from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 35 through 38. This lesson is titled Discipleship. We pray that it blesses you in totality. Enjoy. Hey, Sean, here recording. Yes, ma'am. I truly feel as if, thank you, Elaine. Um, Today's word is going to kind of take us a step back, but it's a step back that I truly feel is necessary before we get into talking about this word cost. And so God had put it on my heart as I've been the last two weeks, and he put it on my heart last week, but I couldn't really grasp what it is that he wanted to share with me, what he was trying to get me to see. And I shared with the leadership team, uh, with the teaching team on Wednesday, a little bit of it, but I couldn't really get the fullness of what he was trying to tell me about this, talking about the God, the cost. We know that last week, uh, Jorian brought us the, the, the first message in his discipleship series about, you know, what is discipleship? why discipleship he broke down the beginnings of this word and allowed us to understand like what it really means to be a disciple a true committed follower of jesus christ well you know why all these different things and next on the list was to talk about the cost of discipleship and so when i thought about this the cost of discipleship is plenty of scripture for me to go and read it's plenty of scripture for me to study to understand what it costs right and so i was praying about this, but he kept putting on my heart that you're trying to count something before realizing something else. You're trying to make, you're trying to add up some stuff. You're trying to add up what you might lose and you're trying to add up what may be gone by this decision. But if that's where you start, you're kind of missing some stuff. So as I got to thinking about this, that as I got to realizing and trying to grasp what he was trying to say, it wasn't until yesterday as I'm pacing around my, my apartment, like, God, what are you trying to say? I sit down, I'm writing a little bit. It ain't flowing. I'm like, God, what are you trying to tell me? Like, it's like be, be cool. Like, chill out. Let me tell you what I'm trying to say. You know, we as humans, we like, man, tell me. Like, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to get it. And he like, well, you can't get it because you're talking. Like, calm down. Take some time. Let me tell you. And so when he told me what it is that I'm to share today, my assignment, I said, wow. And it was one of those words where I had to sit back and be like, this, this is truly what it's all about. We understand this part. The rest of that, even though it's true, even though there is a cost that we're going to have to talk about, but it won't truly be a cost when we talk about it, if we understand this part. And so my assignment today is to challenge and kind of uh, give us a word that we have to talk about before we get into all this is going to cost. And again, I'm not taking away though the fact that it is going to cost some things because that is true. That is word. It's going to cost some things. But before we get into that, we're going to have to talk about this. And so today I want to start off with an activity. And if you can, if you will, I really want 100% participation, but I don't know if y'all are going to give it to me. I'm really asking for it. I hope you will. My prayer is that you do give me this participation. But before then, let me pray about this. And so if you'll bow your head and close your eyes. Dearly Father, I just thank you. Lord God, I just thank you for this opportunity. Lord God, I thank you for this opportunity that you allowed us to wake up and see another day that you gave us your grace and your mercy and your, your favor, Lord God, that you allowed us to be able to 
uh, feel your finger of love, Lord God, you woke us up, Lord God, in our right mind. We were able to experience good health and strength. We were able to experience a roof over our head and clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, food and finances, Lord God. Sometimes the things that we take for granted, Lord God, we just say right now, Lord God, that you forgive us for that, Lord God. And I just ask that in this time, Holy Spirit, that you enter into each and every room, Lord God, and you allow for what's to come out of my mouth to glorify you, Lord God, but to touch the hearts of those that are listening, Lord God, and continue to do a work in my own heart as I give this to your people, Lord God. And I just ask you, just remove me and use me, Lord God, that you may get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, Lord God. I ask you just uh, forgive us of our sins, known and unknown, continue to do a work in us, Lord God, that we may be able to continue just to chase after you, Lord God, that we may be people after your own heart, Lord God. We just thank you for it all. We ask this all in and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so listen, I want to do an activity. And so what I'm going to ask is that we all turn on our cameras. This is going to happen. Y'all going to leave me outstanding or y'all going to turn on y'all's cameras. I'm really hoping that y'all turn on y'all's cameras. Listen, it's okay if you're in the bed, if you got a bonnet on, it's okay. If you got a do-rag on, it's okay. If you got all these things on, but I just need the camera to be on for just maybe two minutes. Just give me two minutes. That's it. And then you can turn it off. Okay. I got a couple of y'all, maybe 50%. We win if we get 50%. Okay, I got a little bit more than 50%. Okay, Ariel, you, you set up a little bit. I know you was laying down. It's okay, though. I'm telling you, it's all right. We're not judging you. It's all good. Everything straight. Okay, I got JoJo wiping her eyes. She just woke up. It's okay, jo jo JoJo. I'm tired, too. It's all good. Okay, it's okay. So we got majority of people. So I want to do an activity today. And really, you don't even have to say nothing. If you say something, I really will love it. But if you don't, I just want to see a facial expression, right? And so I want to ask these two questions. What is the first thought that comes to your mind when you hear it is going to cost? How much? At what expense? Mm, okay. What is it going to cost? Okay. I wasn't planning on spending no money. Hey, hey man, brother. When when am I gonna re receive my benefits from the cost? Hmm. Okay, I like that one. Okay. Think about pain. Hmm. How long is it gonna take? Hmm. What am I sacrificing? Hmm. Is it worth it? Hmm. Y'all some smart people, boy. I am I the only one? Is it only gonna cost me? Mm, I'm in the right room. Why? I'm, 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 I'm How much they paid for it? Okay, I like that. What am I going to get? Okay, I like that. Can I, Can get, I get a, a better deal somewhere else? Right. Ooh, you want a discount? Okay, I got yeah, you. Okay, discount. cool. How Good long? discount. How long? Okay. And so, listen, then, what type of suffering? Okay, what type of pain? I got you. And so, Will listen, the cost be a person. Mm, okay, would it be somebody? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Anybody else? I'm going to give y'all the opportunity. Anything else? No? Okay, listen. And so that is your typical answer, right? When you hear, what is the cost? You're like, listen, how much? Are you sure that that's all? Can I get a little 10%? Is this all I really got to pay? Is there something behind this? Like, am I going to have to pay more at another time? Like, those are the first things that we think about. And the reason I did that is because I two had that same answer. And what God showed me was a lot of times we talk about, we preach about, we read about the cost. And that sometimes shuts our mind off because 
all we're thinking about is how much? What, what, what is this really going to cost me? Like, is this going to cost me my job? Is this going to cost me my life? Is this going to, we think about all these things about from one word of cost. And what he was putting on my heart is you have thought about this word cost and that has shut the door from any, from you thinking about anything else. I heard maybe one person say, how much, what do I get from it? What's the benefit? But majority of the time we hear cost and we already out the door. Like, oh, I didn't come here for that one. Nope, nah, nah, not me, not paying that. But we've missed out on what comes after it. And that's what I thought. But then God started talking to me. He said, no, think about what's before it. Think about something before you even start talking about the cost. And so in this message, I have three things that I want to talk about. And this, this word has, I truly believe that this word has, has done some things to us um, that a lot of times we hear it, we shut it off, we shut what's to come after, we shut what could possibly be the benefit, we shut off what could possibly be the gain because we hear this one word. And what this has done is it has, it did it to me. I'm going to say what it did to me was when I heard this word cost in biblical terms, when I heard this word cost preached, it always alluded to me to me giving up something. It always alluded to me losing. And so I wasn't going to become whatever you're talking about comes after the cost because in this point of my life, I don't want to lose nothing. I'm not trying to give up this. I'm not trying to give up that. And so I didn't even pay attention to nothing else because of this one word cost. And so God gave me something, three points about this one word that we have to think about before we start counting anything up. Before we start thinking about what is it cost, we must understand these three things. Because if we understand these three things, the cost won't matter. If we understand these three things, I don't care what it costs. I'm not even counting it up because I know that with these three things, I'm going to choose to do what you want me to do. I don't care. And this only applies to what we're going to talk about. This only applies to discipleship. So don't go into the store. Don't go into some sale and you just go with the investment and just do what you do because it's like, nah, he told me that, you know, don't worry about the cause. Just think, don't do that. This only applies to discipleship. That if we think about these three things that what's to come after the cost that is going to be, we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to talk about counting the cost, but that's not going to matter if we understand these three things. And so I want you to write this down. Before I count anything, I must realize the opportunity in front of me. Before I start counting anything, before I start counting any cost, before I start thinking about any loss or how much it's going to cost, and before I start thinking about any of that, think about the opportunity in front of you. Before you start thinking about the cost, think about the opportunity in front of you in becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. Think about the opportunity. We are given this opportunity to follow the one that was sent because we couldn't get it right. We are given the opportunity to follow the one that died for us, that was perfect, that did not sin, 
that took the cross, that took the pain, that took the agony, that took the shame to cover up our faults. Look at the opportunity. Before you count the cost, look at the fact that the one that is giving you the opportunity to follow, you don't even deserve that opportunity. When this hit me, it hit me like a ton of bricks because I was trying to count up something, not even understanding that the opportunity at hand is not even deserving. That God sent his son on my behalf to take a cross that I should have been hanging on and I have the audacity to start thinking about the cost before understanding the opportunity to follow Jesus Christ. Telling y'all family, when this hit me, I had to sit down. I started getting emotional. I'm like, bro, I just sat here trying to talk about a cost, and I haven't thought about the opportunity at hand. That this opportunity is an opportunity of a lifetime that no cost can outweigh. Think about opportunity. John 3, 16, for I just said, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Look at the opportunity at hand. That I don't even deserve to be able to follow because he really should not have taken my place. He was a perfect man. He shouldn't have done what he did for me, but he did so and still gave me an opportunity to say, listen, I just want you to follow me. Well, family, I had the audacity to sit up here and think about a cost. At one point in my life, I had to think about giving up something, not even understanding that the opportunity at hand wasn't even deserved. So he said, think about the opportunity. And I want to show us in some text how two people seen the opportunity and did not count anything. They made an action. They did something. And I want to go to John chapter 1, 35 through 38. And in this book, it's two individuals that were disciples of John at this time. They were John's disciples. And John tells them something about a man and they leave John to follow that man, not based off of counting anything or what may happen, but they seen that it was the man that no one else was like. And this is what the scripture says. It says, John chapter 1, 35 through 38, it says, the next day, John was there with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard this, heard him say this, they followed Jesus. That when they understand who the man was, it wasn't a cost that they counted. They just said, guess what? I am following him. Because they seen what the opportunity was. All I'm trying to say is, look at the opportunity. 
I want to give one more example. I'm thinking about this. I didn't put it in my notes, but we think about in the book of Matthew that the man that found the treasure. He found the treasure, which was the kingdom of God. And what he did was he found the treasure, seen the treasure. He went and hid the treasure and sold everything that he had. And went and bought, went and paid for, went and found, went and picked up the real treasure, which was the kingdom of God. That he knew that what he had, the cost, what it was going to cost him, anything that it could cost him wasn't going to outweigh the fact that he had found out where his true riches found. And it was in the kingdom. And it was in following a man named Jesus. So what I'm trying to say is before we even can count up anything, we ought to look at the opportunity. Because if we look at the opportunity of a lifetime, what is going to cost will not matter. Because I understand that the person that I'm following is the only person that's worthy enough for me to follow. And that nothing could cost too much. Nothing could make me think about what I ought to give up. Nothing can make me put down the fact that this man has gave me an opportunity that I don't even deserve. Two, he gave me point two and he said, yes, there's a cost, right? We're going to talk about the cost. Don't think that we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in the weeks to come. But he said, you made the cost more so important that we forgot. Not only is there is this an opportunity of a lifetime, but this is a journey of a lifetime. It's a journey that you would never get to go on doing anything else. Being able to achieve, being able to see, being able to, to reach anything else if it's not choosing to follow Jesus Christ. He said, you allowed this word cost to trip up your mind to not even realize the opportunity at hand, the opportunity that you don't deserve, but also you've allowed this word cost to make you now miss the journey that comes with being a committed follower, disciple of Jesus Christ. And finally, when I thought about this, this also hit me like a ton of bricks. And it, it, it blessed my socks because I thought about me when I let this word cost get so big in my mind that I took my own journey to reach nowhere, missing out on the journey that Jesus had offered me. That I was running a rat race trying to reach somewhere that Jesus himself said, come to me and I will take you there. And I want to go to this verse that's found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. And it says, come to me, all you who are weary. Now, what I learned from this verse was when he says this, he's talking to those that are trying to run their own journey. They are trying to do things on their own. So what that comes, what comes from that is being worried and, and doubting and trying to figure it out and trying to go and make things happen. And it's causing you to stress and it's causing you all these things. And Jesus says, this is Jesus talking. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And he says, I will give you rest. Verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you heard me before, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, but 
in this verse, he showed me something new about this verse this time. And in the beginning of the verse, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. He promised you something that if you would just come. And I love this because Jesus, listen, we don't deserve none of this. And Jesus himself says, come to me. This lets me know that Jesus wants to spend time with us. This lets me know that Jesus wants us to be around him. He wants a relationship. He wants for us to be able to learn and to be able to, to be able to know what it is that he created us to do. Jesus says, come to me. He says, come on, I'm, I'm telling you to come. For I will give you rest. Now the rest of this, this verse is really the, the one that I really love about this. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. In my words, he says this. In simple terms, he says, Jesus says, attach to me as my disciple so I can teach you and help you carry the weight of this journey. Jesus says, attach to me. Come with me, walk with me as my disciple so I can teach you and help you carry the burdens comes along with this journey. Now, I love this again because Jesus is painting a picture that, listen, I want to be able to teach you. I want to be able to give you rest. I want to be able to carry your burdens. I want to be able to help you carry the burdens that come through this life, but I need you to come to me. And if we think about a yoke, I always have to, to say this, when we think about a yoke, a yoke, me and, me and Jordan are from Odessa, and Destiny are from Odessa. It's nothing but dirt. It's nothing but, but cows and horses. It's nothing. Hokaya, too. It's nothing but all that type of stuff. And so I, my grandparents used to live in the country, so I know what a yoke is. And a yoke, what it is, is a farmer takes a mature ox and a baby ox, and he puts a board connected to them. Now, when you think about what this means, right, he takes a board. It's a mature ox and a baby ox. He takes a board, he attaches them to, and the point of this is so that the baby ox can learn from the mature ox to grow and become mature, become what he was born, what he was created to be able to do. And so Jesus paints this picture that I want you to connect to me because first of all, I know everything. I know why you were created. I know what you were put here for. I know what you are supposed to accomplish, I know, but also I just want to be with you because if I'm with you and you're attached to me, I know that I'll be able to teach you and you'll be able to become not only what you were created to do, but you'll be mature to be able to now go attached to somebody else. That you'll be able to help some other people to be able to see that they need me to become. Jesus paints this picture that if you let the word cost, be so big in your mind, you'll miss out on the fact that I want to do this journey with you. You'll miss out on the fact that becoming my disciple will allow me to teach you, to give you rest and to teach you and to allow you for you to learn and become what I want and what you were created to become. Listen, Jesus loves us enough that he says, listen, just come attached to me. Just come walk with me. Just come learn from me. Come 
even though I know what you did before, I know the life that you were living. I know that you were doing all of this stuff. I know that you rejected me before. But what I'm asking for you to do right now in this moment is choose to come so I can give you rest. You can become my disciple. I can teach you. And you can become who God has called you to be. You cannot let that word cost become so big that you drown at the fact that you have to look at the opportunity. You can't allow it to drown out the opportunity at hand, the opportunity of a lifetime that we do not deserve to be able to follow a man that was crucified, that was killed on our behalf. But also, can't allow this word cost to drown out the fact that Jesus wants you to be on this journey with him so he can give you rest. He wants to attach to you so you can become his disciple. He wants to attach to you so you can learn and become exactly who he created you to become. So you can be able to live the life that he's created for you to live. But that's not all. It's a third thing that this word cost will drown out if we allow this word cost to be so big in our mind. And if we start thinking so much about what it's going to cost, this thing also that Ham also shared that God gave me about this is you'll miss out on the benefit. And not only will you miss out on understanding that this is an opportunity of a lifetime, not only will you miss out on understanding that this is a journey of a lifetime, this journey with a man named Jesus is one of, one of the only journeys that you can become and that you can live a life that you were created to live, that you will be able to see just how good he is and how great he is, and you'll get to understand who you truly are and how you were truly created to be a masterpiece and do things that nobody else thought about and do things that step your name on and do things that will ultimately give God the glory. You'll miss out on that, but you'll also, if you let this word cost, be so big that you'll forget about the benefit. You'll miss the importance of the opportunity. You'll miss the importance of understanding this journey at hand, but you'll also miss the benefit. So I want to go to Matthew chapter 19, 27 through 30. And it says, in this time, Peter and them have been following and they have decided to give up everything because they understood this opportunity. They understood who they were following. And this opportunity to follow a man named Jesus is, is too good. It, it, it outweighs any cost. They understood that this journey is what the only journey that I can truly walk on is going to allow me to reach my purpose, allow me to reach exactly what God has called me to do. It's the only journey that's going to allow me to become not who I want to be, not who the world says I should be, but who God created me to be. And they understood that. They were wondering in this time, they were wondering, well, God, we understand all that, but I just want to ask the question. I love Peter because Peter says, you know what? I'm going to ask the question. Y'all scared to ask, but I'm going to ask what what's the benefit of this? Like, what am I going to get out of all of this? I've already chose to do it. I'm not asking this to go back on anything. Like, I'm not asking this because I want to quit. I'm just asking this because I just want to know. Like, like Jesus, I just want to know what, what we're going to get out of this. Like, help me understand what's the benefit of this thing so I understand, so I'll know. And Peter asks, we have, he says, we have left everything to follow. What then would there be for us? And Peter, like me, he's like, I ain't going to ask, like, what is it going to be for me? Like, 
what is it gonna be for us, all of us? So if it's if you say something that's not too good, we can all understand, like not just for me, but what is it gonna be for us, like all of us together? What what's what what's the reward? And Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you will have followed, you who have followed me will also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses and brothers and sisters and, fa and, and or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. He says, you're going to miss. If you allow this word cost to trick you out of your position, you are going to miss out on understanding the opportunity at hand. You're going to miss out on understanding it's the best journey. This is the best thing that you could be doing. This, this journey is how you're going to be able to reach where he has for you to, uh, who he has for you to be. This journey is going to be able for you to, to see exactly what he created you for, all that stuff. But if you miss, if you allow the cost to be so big, you're going to miss out on the benefit. He says a hundred times more. Now, we don't know what a hundred times he's talking about what we're going to get. But he says, if you gave up all that stuff, you're going to get 100 times more. Now, whatever he's talking about, I want it because I know that he only gives good, gracious, and perfect gifts. But he said, for those that choose to follow me, you're going to get 100 times more. But then he says something else that blew my socks off. And then Jesus had the audacity to say it as if it was a bonus. Like, I'm going to give you 100 times more. Oh, yeah. and you inherit the kingdom. You inherit the eternal life. You, you will inherit eternal life, yeah. He puts it as this, it's a bonus. But to me, the 100 times more is great. But then he said, you will inherit eternal life. And I don't know if this hit me hard because I'm in Revelation or why, but this hit me a little harder that he said, if you choose to follow me, you'll get 100 times more, but also you will inherit eternal life. And so listen, Counting the cost is, is important. We're going to talk about counting the cost. It's, it's good to count the cost. Jesus gives us word after word about what we ought to count. He, 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 he allows us to understand what that means. But before any of that, if we understand these three things, that if we don't allow the cost to be so big that we'll understand that this opportunity is an opportunity of a lifetime for the simple reason of we don't deserve it. We don't, we don't deserve this opportunity. Well, understand that this is a journey of a lifetime. No, no other journey that you can take. I don't care what you want to talk about. I don't care how much money it can make you. No other journey without Jesus is worth it because you don't even know. You're just living day by day trying to figure it out. You're just living day by day off of your own faith, your own will, your own strength that we know only lasts but a couple of minutes until something happens and all of a sudden your strength is depleted. You had so much strength until the door broke, and now all of a sudden you don't even know what you're going to do. Your life is about to end because you don't know how you're going to pay for it. All this stuff happens when you're trying to do this journey without Jesus. And he says, come to me all that you are weary and burdened because you've been doing it on your own. And then he says, also, Peter, listen, if you continue to choose to follow me, you've already chose, but if you continue to do so, I'll give you a hundred times what you left behind. 
but also you will inherit eternal life. And so my whole message today was to get us to understand that this word cost is in the Bible and that we are going to talk about this. But if we allow this word to be bigger than these three things that we just talked about, we will take so much time trying to count this cost because of our human nature that we don't understand sometimes why we need to give this up or why we need to lay this down or why we need to, to put this aside or why we need to give this up to follow. But if we understand these three things, it does not matter what, what it costs because we're going to want to give it up because we understand these three. Came to the point in my life that I don't care what it is. If you, if you tell me to give up something and I just don't understand, I'm still going to give it up because I know how important this opportunity is. I know that the man that I'm following, Jesus, that there's no one like, there's no one that can compare. There's no one that knows all and sees all and understands all. And there's no one that died for me. There's no one that has done what you have done. And so whatever it costs, I'm going to give it up because of that one thing. But also I understand that the journey without you is a journey nowhere. And the journey without you is a journey that's already lost from the jump, from the get-go. It's an L. But I also know that if I just follow, if I just lay it down, if I just understand how important it is that not only will you give me a hundredfold, but you will allow me, you will take me into eternal life. So that is my word today. I want to pray real quick. I'm going to turn it back to Jory. And if you'll bow your head with me, Jesus, I just come right now, Lord God, just thank you just for this opportunity, Lord God. I thank you that you gave us this time to understand, Lord God, that, that the cost is okay. The cost is important, Lord God, but no cost can outweigh the fact that you give us this opportunity to get up. You grace us to wake up. You grace us to be able to have your word. You grace us to be able to pray. You grace us to be able to do all these things that we don't even deserve. Allow our heart to be like these two disciples that we don't have to count the cost to decide whether we should follow you, but we follow you because of who you are. We follow you because you're good and you're great and because you are the son of God. And we follow you because our father sent you to die on our behalf. That we may even have the chance to have a relationship, that we may even have the chance to have the ability to secure eternal life, that we may have the, the opportunity to even have the chance to follow you. But I ask that you allow us to understand that a journey without you is a journey that begins with the L, Lord God, that begins with the loss, that begins with a rat race, Lord God, a, a, a chance to just be running around doing everything, not accomplishing a thing, Lord God. The journey with you, Lord God, allows us to rest, Lord God, allows us to, to attach, Lord God, to be able to follow you, to, to learn and become, to become more like you, to become who you've created for us to be, to become exactly what you want us to be, to be able to do the things that you call for us to do, Lord God, to be able to be an example to those that we may come in contact with, Lord God, to be able to, to know, Lord God, where our help came from and how we were transformed to be able to share that with somebody else, Lord God. I just pray that you allow us to take the time, Lord God, to decide, not because of a cost, above, Lord God, but because of who you are, Lord God. And lastly, Lord God, I just thank you that you even before we even made a decision, you let us know, you gave us the opportunity to know what our reward would be, Lord God. 
before we even made a decision, Lord God, while we were yet in sin, Lord God, you died for us, Lord God, and you allowed for us to know, Lord God, in your word that if we choose to follow you, Lord God, if we leave back the things that you don't want us to carry, Lord God, if we allow you to be first, Lord God, that you will give us a hundredfold. You'll give us a hundred times, Lord God, but also we will inherit eternal life. Allow this word to sit on our heart, Lord God, to penetrate our heart, Lord God, to be able to allow us to have a change of mind. I ask that you change our heart, Lord God, Holy Spirit, to speak to us. Allow us to leave here better than we came. We ask this all in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, brother, you got it. Cool, man. Appreciate you sharing this. Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you share that with a friend, a family member, or a coworker, or simply just replay it for yourself. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Read, Pray, Share. And until next time, continue to do like we always say, and that is read, pray, and share. Be blessed, you guys.